Hello, I'm Stephen Fry, a trustee of the Royal Academy of Arts and very proud to be so. Welcome to our podcast. Good evening. Uh, my name is Gonzalo Herrero. I'm architecture program curator here at the Royal Academy. And it's a great pleasure to introduce tonight's lecture uh, with uh, Fabrizio Barocci from Spanish-Italian practice Barocci Vega. This talk is organized by the architecture department and is part of the international lecture series, which features and explores the, uh, the recent work of some of the most innovative uh, practices uh, practitioners today in architecture. This season, have welcome, um, we have welcomed uh, also as part of this series to Robert Konietzny, who have something in common uh, with today's uh, speaker, because they both uh, develop a project very close to in Czechin, in Poland. We also welcome Peter Bannenberg uh, from NL Architects. Fabrizio Barocci graduated from the Instituto Universitario di Architettura di Venezia in 2003 and completed his academic studies at the Escuela Tecnica Superior de Arquitectura de Sevilla. It was during his time in Seville that Fabrizio worked for the studio of uh, Guillermo Vázquez Consuegra, and it was there where he met also his current life um, partner, uh, Alberto Vega. Uh, it was after uh, the pair won a competition uh, for a housing project that they decided to open their own practice, and it was like a very random sort of decision that they decided to, uh, to set it in, in Barcelona in 2004. I first came across uh, uh, about their work in 2011, and it's because uh, one of their very first projects, uh, it was the Auditorium and Congress Center in Aguilas. I'm, I'm actually, uh, it's in the southeast of Spain, and I'm actually from that region. Um, and it was a very beautiful project, and it was quite innovative and radical at that, at that time. That project was followed by many others including the winery, uh, a winery in the north of Spain, in Roa, also the Cantonal Museum in, of Fine Arts in Lausanne, the Town House in Zurich, and also the Philharmonic Hall in Chechen, that, uh, yeah, as you probably know, it was awarded with the Mie van der Rohe Award Prize uh, in 2015. All these projects serve, uh, uh, I would say that they serve like a very quiet elegance in the way that they were formalized, um, which is, pretty noticeable in, in, in the way that they uh, use light and shape, and also in this, in, the, in this very careful selection of materials in every one of their projects that mix contemporary and very traditional uh, uh, selection of materials. Uh, it's also interesting that, that Fabrizio and Alberto, even if they are now developing uh, many, many projects uh, uh, all over the world, they, have, they are also like very prolific uh, lecturers and also teachers. Uh, they have held different positions in, in different universities that include uh, the University of Girona, uh, Instituto Universitario de uh, Arquitectura de Venezia, and uh, more recently uh, Fabrizio was also teaching at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. So now without further delay, please give a warm welcome to Fabrizio. Thank you, thank you, Gonzalo, for the introduction. Uh, uh, good afternoon to everybody. It's a pleasure for me to be here and, and to have the possibility to present to you uh, our work. It's true that we did a lot of lectures, but uh, in UK not so many. Uh, so for me, it's a special occasion to have the possibility to, to share with you some, some ideas, some reflection about uh, our work. Um, for the reason, just because is the one uh, 
that I is one of the there are few lectures that I had here in uh, in London. Today I present you. I try to present you a general overview of our work. Uh, so I will present you uh, two recent installations that we did, and also then six projects that uh, uh, from the very beginning of the, our uh, studio until the most uh, recent, uh, more recent one. Uh, before starting, I would like to, to tell you some, some notes about our, our office. So as Gonzalo said, I'm Italian, Alberto is Spanish. Uh, we met in 2004 and decided for some casualty to establish our own practice in, in Barcelona. Uh, so since the very beginning of our studio, uh, we started to work internationally. At the very beginning, because it was necessary for, for us to find work, but also because for, for an intellectual point of view, for us was uh, interesting to start to confront with different contexts, different uh, situations, different sensibilities. No? And in a way, I have to say that your personal biography uh, define also the way in which you work. So since the very beginning, because of this way of work, we start to reflect about the idea of specificity. Every, every time we started a project, we tried to discover what kind of mechanism, what kind of element we needed in order to adapt or to uh, conform an architecture to establish an intimate relationship with a context. So this idea of the concept, the, the concept, the concept of, of specific, of specific uh, has been since the very beginning uh, something very, very important for, for us and in a way has marked our uh, way of work. So recently we published a book, this uh, book, where we tried to summarize all this idea. And, and the, in the first page of this book, we wrote a small text where we tried to give the key point of our work. In this small text, we decide, we, we say that uh, in all our project, what we tried is to find the right balance between the specificity of the place and the autonomy of the form. So basically, what we say that we try to work, or we work on a paradox. This is a dichotomy. It's not possible to solve this dichotomy. How you can be specific for a place, but at the same time, you fight in order to be, to have a, a, a more autonomous uh, formalization of things. But it's true that this is a contradiction, it's true that it is a paradox, but in a way, I think, I have to say that when we are able to find this very, very difficult uh, balance between these two opposites, I think that here it's where our work starts to appear, or it is there where we want to, to go, in a way. No? So, when we spoke about specificity, it means that we want to find the right tone, the right tonality, in order to integrate something into a context, to work with 
a context, not against uh, the concept. But at the same time, we, we are conscious that just to complete something is not enough. We need to make a new step in order to create a new history for, for a place. No? So we are conscious that an arch the architecture has its own internal rules. It has its own tradition, its own rule, its a, a background in, in a way. No? So exactly in this limit, it's where we find our, our voice in a way. So what we, in, if you turn the page, there are some sentences where we try to explain exactly our way of work. We try to create microcosm, we say, more than objects. Sometimes we are interested more in the relationship within, between elements than in the object in itself. So we fight to find something very specific, very unique, very um, uh, yeah, singular for every place in where we work. And as I said before, for us, it's more important fight find the right tone, as it's uh, right here, then, then the language. Now, it is important to find the right tonality, so in order to achieve this intimate relationship with, uh, with a context. No? Sometimes a project must be very positive, very direct, and sometimes a project needs to be more anonymous or, or discreet. So we every time say that for us, it's what is very, very important is to find the right uh, tone. And recently, um, we uh, have the opportunity to reflect about this idea in two installations we did for the Venice Biennale and for the Chicago Biennial. And in Venice, we presented an installation that we called, uh, we titled a Sentimental Monumentality. Because of that, exactly because with, with this title explain a contradiction, a, di a dichotomy, how something monumental could be, could, could achieve a sentimental link with something. No? But exactly there, we, we, we try to, to fix this, uh, this idea. So in Venice, we decided to work uh, at the Corderia, in this beautiful space, no? this whole space, and we, our installation was just adding a new column in between of all the other columns. The director of the Biennale, Alejandro Alvena, asked at the participant uh, which was our battle, our everyday battle. And with, with this piece, we tried to translate this idea in an architectural element. So a column is something for sure autonomous is is an archetype but uh, in because of the position inside of this uh, of this uh, room it start to establish some kind of intimate relationship with with the with the context it's a new step of uh, history that has made this uh, uh, this building no so in a way it's a this piece is a reflection of our way of work, something that is, is based on something archetypical, but at the same time, it's, there is some kind of, I don't know, a hybrid, hybrid element that is able to 
decline this monumentality, this idea of monumentality in something more uh, linked with, uh, with the context. No? For the reason also we work with the materiality in order to achieve this uh, physical uh, relationship with, uh, with the context in which the element uh, was placed. And in a way, the same uh, idea uh, has also conformed the other installation we did for the uh, Chicago Biennials. Uh, in the Chicago Biennials, that the director is here, uh, Mark asked us to make uh, to participate in an installation they called Vertical City, and the goal of this installation would try to reinterpret the famous uh, project for the, the Chicago Tribune in uh, the, of the 1920-22, in order to discover how a young generation or of architect can uh, react today to this uh, uh, old project. So in this case, uh, the context was not so uh, physical, it was an idea in a way. So we defined, again, uh, a simple column, a very pragmatic form. Uh, it's something archetypical, again, uh, linked also with this idea that is at the base of the idea of a skyscraper. And in a way, in that competition, there, there was a fight between two different elements, the, the project that worked with some kind of ornamentation and the project that was much more pragmatic and, and modern. So these two elements, ornamentation and pragmatism, were present in the, in, at that time for the, for the competition and we tried to reuse this element in order to conform uh, the new uh, proposal. So it is again something autonomous, but it tried to have this very specific link with a context that in this case is not only uh, physical, but it is an idea. If for us, this idea uh, of ornamentation that in this case could create an hypothetical exterior structure that uh, conform the, the, um, the piece, are, in a way, the identitary element uh, that conform the majority of the skyscraper of, uh, in, in Chicago, in general, in, 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 in America. No? So and here, uh, in a way, we, we are also interested to work with this kind of ornamentation that is not ornamentation if it is linked with a technical needs. In this case, the proposal was thinking about a possible st structure no, that conform this kind of, of uh, texture. No. But if we go back to the very beginning of our office, uh, this idea uh, were still, uh, still very, very present since the beginning. The first project we did was a building for uh, the regulatory council of the Ribera del Duero. Roberto uh, del Guerin is a famous uh, wine. Basically, it's, an off it's a building for offices and laboratory, placed in a very small village in the north of Madrid. 
No? Here, as you can see in this site, the project was placed, and is placed on the limit of this small village. No? And in a way, this boundary condition, this limit condition, this limit condition mark the project. The project reflect on this duality that it is present in the geography, uh, in, in, in the geography uh, where the project is it's, it's placed. So when you see the building from the very far away, the project just mark a limit. The end of the, of the city, the end of the town, mark a landman in front of the nature, in front of the horizon of the of this very old landscape that uh, it is the meseta, this old central part of, of the spade. And it is again an archetypical element, a tower, similar to the over this old tower that are spread over this, uh, this region. So from the distance, the, the, it, the building appears as something very autonomous. But if we arrive to the building, we start to see that uh, it is not alone. But uh, our project was also the rehabilitation of the historical building, no? um, to which our, the, the new extension is linked. So and if we turn around, we start to see that the tower, it is an autonomous element, but the starting point of the entire project, it's the join with the original building. So here, in a way, the process is something very specific for this place. It starts to reflect over this uh, uh, archetypical element, but it's specific because it starts complete the original building, create a public space, and then it starts to become every time more more uh, autonomous. So I think that this image explains quite well this dichotomy that for us it's very, very important. Find, at the beginning I say, the right tone, the right tonality in order to integrate a project into a context, but also discover a new possible scenario for, for, for a place. The tower con contains uh, host the main uh, public uh, program, the main meeting uh, rooms, and in the circle there are all the labs and technical uh, part of, of the building. But what is important in this project and also in all the other projects we have done until now is that what is important here is the creation of the public space. In all our projects, the form of the architecture are just uh, a manipulation in order to create a public space. Here, uh, in the middle of the site, we decide to don't, do not put a building, but create an empty space, a plaza, a belvedere, and the architecture, it is just the frame uh, in order to create this social and public space in the middle of the project. So, in a way, this image of this plaza, that it is the roof of the building, for us is some kind of manifesto. It is 
the architecture, it is important, but it is even more important what's happened in between this small building. Here, the public space is the, the core, is really the core uh, part of, of, of uh, the building. So we are interested here, uh, in, in, in the, also in the other project, to create, as I said before, this idea of create of, of a microcosm, not an object in itself. And also the form of the architecture are modeled by the public space. Uh, here, the central element is the back of, of the tower, and these two elements on the left on the right are basically a huge skylight in order to bring light into the, into, into the building. So this idea that the architecture is just the frame of the urban, it's another very important idea for us that mark, I think, or conform all the projects we we did and we are we are recently doing so from this plaza there is this uh, is something in between you can feel protect and you have an intimate relationship with uh, uh, with the with the in, in inside of the, of the architecture but you have also this opening to the the horizon no? this idea that the architecture mark just the limit of the artifice in front the organic of the of the nature but if we arrive to the project from the other side from the town the project change completely its scale from the other part it's it's something positive it's mark it's it is a landmark that finish the urban and funders by the other side the building it's much it's it's working a small scale try to reintegrate some wall, some old wall, that uh, some pre-existing element that was there, in order again to create this kind of uh, hybrid place. No, we are interested to discover which kind of new scenario are possible in some in some places. And so behind this old wall that it was an old of a medieval church. There is some kind of surprise. There is this small Belvedere, this plaza. The building, it's a frame for the, for the human activity, for the citizen that can go freely inside of the building and, and move it there. So we are trying every time to create this kind of limit uh, in, into, between the integration of something and discovering and something, uh, something new. And here it's an image of the auditorium that it is on the bottom part of the building. And you can see these two skylights that come from this uh, small element into the, in, uh, into the plaza. So what it is important for us is the use of the material. In this case, the entire building is made by stone, but it's not a ventilated facade, it's a real facade in stone, it's a double facade with one in stone, because we try to give to the new project the same gravity, the same density, the same weight that the old building. So year by year, the building will be even more integrated in this, in this, uh, in this context. And 
Another project that I want to present to you is the Philharmonic Hall that we finalized uh, three years ago in, in Poland. And in a way, again, the same idea, the same reflection are present in this project, but transformed in, in a completely different, uh, different way. Uh, this is a picture that we took from our office there. Uh, it's not so nice, but it presents uh, how is the city. Stechin is a city in the north of Poland, very close to Berlin. It's a one-hour driving from, from Berlin. And basically, it is a patchwork of elements. There are uh, medieval monuments. There are part of the city of the 60 and 70, social housing here, socially social housing. There are part of the medieval city. Basically, it's a, it's a city that after the Second uh, World War had basically lost its identity in a way. So when we did the project, we have in mind that we needed to confront with this, uh, with this situation. We needed to confront with this, uh, um, with this landscape in a way that it's composed but an heterogeneity of different elements. So in a way, the project should confront with this context, but at the same time should confront with uh, the closest uh, neighborhood. This is an original drawing of, the, of a building that it is on the side of our plot. And it is quite representative of uh, the historical building of this city. Uh, it's a building that speaks about mass, verticality, and there are some Gothic elements, some pinnacles. So there are some kind of identitary element present in this, in this building. So, Thinking about specificity means also learn from what you find, in a way. So there in Stetchen we find this element, this, uh, this building. So we try to inter interpret this element, transform it, but, and conform a new architecture that could be specific for this place because it's it's coming from an interpretation of the context, but at the same time, it is an autonomous element because it is conscious that an architecture has its own internal rule, its own tradition in a way, its own uh, geometry and some, uh, its own structure. So again, the building, the new building, is something that speaks about verticality, repetition, mass, no? all these elements that are present in the city and we transform and readapt re in, the, in the new Philharmony. So all the elements that uh, were present in the original building still continues to appear in the new building. From an urban point of view, the Philharmonic just conform a corner, a urban corner, try to clarify an urban situation that was not so so clear. And the only expressive element of the building is this stupid roof that they try to establish some kind of continuity with the landscape of, uh, of the city. So in a way, also, in this building, there is some kind of expressionist element. When do you 
do when you 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 define the project you have a lot of things in mind and and for us it was also important to give to the project this uh, uh, expressionist condition that was in a way uh, could characterize the building in this uh, in this uh, latitude um, so we try to make a new step no, into this context, but at the same time we decide to transform the material, use another material from the tradition without any kind of nostalgia. No, we use a, metallic, a metallic facade in order to uh, give to the project its own independency. No? And we decide to work with, with the roof as only uh, as, as only ex expressive element because around the building there is a lot of, of trees and so when you approach the building from the distance you can see the building just in the upper part. No? So again, for us it's important to, we fight to find the most synthetic and simple solution in order to clarify a complex program. If we are able to solve a complex program, like in this case a, a program for the Philharmonie, in a very simple and pure and synthetic form, we are convinced that the project is going the right direction. So here in this case, the planimetric conformation is very simple. There is a chrome, a perimetrical chrome that, con that uh, hosts all the technical and vertical element. And inside of this chrome, there are the two main holes that's floating in the, in the space. And all the interstitial space is basically, again, the public space. Here, we didn't have the possibility to work outside of the building, so we try to integrate the public space inside of, inside of, of the building. So the foyer is basically a covered plaza. It's a space for event. It's a social space that mark almost the half part of the volume of the building, and uh, it is characterized by by the stairs that uh, permit the visitor move easily around the building, and the shape of the two concert hall and from the skylight. Inside of the building, there are two. There is a continuous loop. Uh, that start from that stairs and arrive from this uh, spiral hill that permits the, to the visitor to move in a kind of loop no? in, into the entire building, moving until the top where there is an exhibition area and go, and go down. It is important that this kind, this kind of building are easily understandable for, for, uh, from, for the visitors. And it is important to notice that uh, this kind of building are basically the background for social activity. In a way, in our work, what is most important is to create the, this space for social life, for activity, and in a certain point, the architecture also it's, uh, has to uh, make a step back and let just the, the visitor using it. And, how to design a concert hall dedicated for classical music, a contemporary concert hall dedicated for contemporary music. So we tried again to reinterpret a, a tradition. The section of the 
concert tool is it's a is an reinterpretation of a traditional uh, typology, no. But also we start thinking that starting with a detail, starting with an element, starting with a, some kind of ornament, but that is not an ornament because it's defined like this because acoustical reason, we probably were able to conform the entire uh, concert hall. So I can say you that the concert hall in Stetchin is a basically a, um, an ornamentation on, on a large scale. Now we try to reinterpret a tradition, especially a tradition coming from the East uh, uh, Europe, and again, using the same element of the tradition, retransform it in order to create a new uh, contemporary uh, space. Also, we decided to use an unusual material for contemporary architecture, that is the uh, the synthetic gold leaf that uh, cover the entire surface of the of the concert hall. So, uh, also working with natural light, it's another element that establishes some kind of link with a tradition. In the traditional uh, concert hall, the, the natural light was present. So here is an element that establishes this relationship, but also permit to emphasize the perception of the material. It's a material that's changed dramatically. Uh, if uh, you can see the, the, the concert hall with natural light or artificial light. But what is important to know, it's, it is that all these elements are like this, have this form because of a very special uh, um, acoustical um, study. So if an element, it is an ornament, but at the same time solve a technical function, it's not a decoration, something new. And I think it's, it's and I think that also for the contemporary architecture explore this notion is still relevant, or at least for us, it is still uh, relevant. And it's basically, and this, this, this room, this concert hall, it's a huge artisanal work. When I speak about specificity, it means also discover how you can work in a place, in this case, in Poland was possible to make an artisanal work. So basically during more than two years, a group of uh, people put all these small uh, gold leaf uh, element into the, the, the surface. So it is important also to take advantage from the possibility that different country offer to you. For example, in Poland, this was one uh, possibility in the other project in that we are doing in Switzerland, we work in a completely different uh, way, trying to take in advantage for the uh, precast element or an, uh, um, an element with a lot of uh, um, te technological uh, value. 
And in a way, the facade in itself, it's something, it's a kind of ornament. It's a facade that uh, could be, it's transformed, it's appear different uh, from the morning, on the afternoon, or in the, in the, in the evening. Uh, because the facade is conformed by glass with some metallic element that it depends on the point of view you can feel uh, you can see the, the, the building more solid or more transparent. And when the, there is some kind of activity inside of the building, the, the building shows, in fact, that there is an activity inside can transmit this idea of social uh, activity inside into the, into the city. So the perception of the building changed completely from during the during the day until the night. No? Uh, it's, it's coming from something very solid, something more uh, um, light. And uh, during the night, it is just the light of the facade that define the shape of, uh, of the building. And then again, during, if the cycle continues, and during the day, you can feel how the building is something it's an enigmatic volume that try to establish this kind of intimate relationship with uh, uh, the concept, with the city of, uh, of Stetchin. And in a way, for this kind of project, the most important thing uh, is the city and the citizens start to understand that it belongs to their city. And in this case, the Philharmonie uh, was in a real way the first important step in order to create a new uh, regeneration of the city and all this uh, this uh, this quarter. And last year we finalized another project in uh, in Switzerland. It's the Museum of Fine Arts in Kur. Kur is a small city close to. To Zurich, and this image shows the the original museum. The project is an extension of the original museum. Uh, it's a, a building of the uh, 17th century uh, called Villa Planta. It is quite a quite interesting building, but a little bit uh, uh, bizarre. It's a neo Palladian building, but there is some kind of strange. Orientalist ornam uh, ornamentation because was the villa was the house of a very rich merchant that import textile for uh, from Egypt. So he decided to uh, create the interior and the ornamentation of the building with this kind of Orientalist uh, uh, motif. And the building was restored in 1982 uh, by Peter Zumthor that uh, he had in the two winter garden on left on the right of the of the entry and also he restored the basement uh, the first basement in order to use it for temporary uh, exhibition so at the entry of this building for example there is a sphinx that is quite unusual to find this kind of element in in, in a mountain region of, uh, of Switzerland. And also around of the building, there is a small but quite nice garden with some 
romantic figures. And this idea of ornamentation, this quite eclectic building, now appears also in the interior where there is this central uh, void with uh, this uh, uh, painting marble and, and, and so on. Uh, the plan of the original museum was clarified uh, coming from the uh, La Rotonda by Palladio and the cross uh, uh, um, um, the cross form the shape of the plan it's, uh, the, it's coming from this uh, Palladian idea so when we start the, the project this idea to uh, have this idea of absolute this idea of double symmetry that uh, pervade the La Rotonda de Palladio and all the other building by, by Palladio was quite present in our, in our uh, reflection. So we start thinking that probably the project, the new extension of the museum, could start working as a diptych in a way, something uh, very pure, something very uh, uh, precise, no? that uh, probably the extension should work with the same element of the original building, but again transform in another, in another way. So this is a painting by Piero della Francesca when the same painting, he, from one side he painted the Duca and from the other side he painted the Duques with the same color, with the same element, but everyone has its own character, its own uh, personality. So what we try to do to interpret the new extension like precisely like a diptych. From one, uh, one street uh, there is the original building and behind in the other street will appear the other, the new project that it tried to create this kind of intimate relationship with the original, with the original uh, building. So and also, in the plan, we try to reduce and compress at maximum the footprint of the building no? in order to integrate the building in the context, then you will see in the images. But in a way, this double symmetry, this geometry, this precision that was in the present, in the original building, has been extracted and conformed also the new uh, museum. As I said before, we tried to create very synthetic, very pure structure. Here, the entire museum is not so uh, a small museum. It's solved just to organize the two main core that conform the central foyer, and also these two core organize the entire uh, basement uh, levels. So I can describe this project like um, Neo-Palladian building with some kind of Orientalist decoration in the facade. So again, the, it, the building is like this because try to be very specific, very unique for this context and for the reality that conform this this uh, this place. And what is uh, the Entire facade of the project is some kind of bas relief, conformed in prefab concrete, no, that create this uh, 
vibrant facade that uh, could uh, establish you know, a relationship with uh, the original building. But it is also important to notice that the starting point of this project was not to define the object in itself, but the key point of this project was to create this kind of empty space, this podium, this small mineral garden around the building that permits to the building to breathe and to establish, establish a, a right um, um, balance with the, the original building and also with the closer neighborhood. Again, this building, this footprint very reduced is because we try to conform this kind of a public space around the building. So in a way, Villa Planta and the original and the new building can conform an, an unique urban units. And again, the, in the in outside, the building can uh, host all the public function, the foyer, the pedagogical space, atelier, and all the exhibition area are underground. We decided, we took this radical decision to invert the program using the underground level to exhibit art precisely in order to have the possibility to create this kind of a public space that permit the link, the building, the, pub, the new public suite with the original, with the original garden. So, in this project, but also in the first one that I show you, in every project there is a very precise and radical programmatical decision. And in this case, the risk and that permits that we won the competition was the inversion of the of the programmatic use. And here you can see the stairs that connect underground the new spaces with the area restored by uh, Peter, Peter Zuntor. The foyer, it's again a small covered plaza. It explains this intimate relationship with the original building. In fact, the facade of the original building is the new facade of the, of the, of the foyer. And on the, on the left and on the right, there are these two corps that organize the entire museum. No? And then there is the main stairs that go down in the exhibition area. And what was important that to work with the proportion and of the space, move, permit that the visitor go down into the second basement very, very in a comfortable way and don't feel that it is in an underground area. Um, the collection of the museum, it's, it's dedicated to basically contemporary art, so the, in the rooms are very uh, neutral in a way. And here is the plan of the first basement, where you can see that, uh, again, the project is kind of neo-Palladian project because it's composed a com by a composition of small room quite well uh, with uh, the, the right proportion. No? And the two core are the structural element that conform the entire, the entire project. So the first basement is dedicated for um, permanent exhibition in the room 
they have this kind of aspect. Now, here you can see the stairs that connects with the original, with the original building. And in the second basement, the entire floor is dedicated to temporary uh, exhibition. And the two core are the only architectural element that conform this plan. All the space, it's empty, it's permit to uh, organize the exhibition in a multiple way, in a very flexible way. So again, there is this this uh, this uh, effort in order to condense everything, to condense all the elements of a museum that is not so easy, all the technical element, uh, verticalization, circulation, etc. No, in just in a few elements that here are basically the, the two cores. No, and these are some images of the of the temporary. Uh, exhibition area. So the facade, as I say, it's a bas relief. We designed to conform the entire facade using this element. It's a small element, uh, 15, 50 centimeter by 50 centimeter, and with 10 centimeter deep, making in concrete that conform the entire the entire facade and permit to hidden all the technical element. And in this project, very pure, very clear, very uh, direct, there is one gap, there is one element, one distortion element, that this is the entry of the loading dock. And it is an important element because we decide in order to create this public space around the building, this kind of podium, no? we decide to don't do a loading area and we convince the clients in order to use the foyer as a loading dock, no? in order to create this very, very reduced footprint and permit the building breathe inside of, of the consent and conform the perfect insertion in the, in the context. So, we wanted to remark this, uh, the importance of this element, you know, conform this loading dock with a very uh, beautiful element in steel that follow the same ornamentation of the, of the facade. You know? In a way, this small element is the one of the key elements that permit that the building is, it is like, like this. So it's fun, but it's funny. But when we visited the, the 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 building the first the very first time before doing the competition in the atelier, we in the atelier of the museum we found these two figures by Giacometti, no, make with the same material, no, with the same proportion, with the same element, no, but everyone with its own. Uh, personality. In a way, I think that uh, at the end, after six years of work, we uh, did more or less the same thing with uh, with the new uh, with the new building. Um, we are working in the uh, now. We are working in another fine art museum in in Lausanne. It's a uh, completely different project because this is a very huge urban project. Uh, in Lausanne, the administration decided to 
put in this central area occupied by the uh, building for the maintenance of the train. Here is, there is the train station. The three most important museums of the city. The, the Musée de Beaux-Arts, so the Fine Art Museum, and the Museum of Photography, and the Museum of Design. So they decided to take out from its position in the city and move it into the site in order to create a new uh, quartier for arts. And, and in, in, in this site, and there is a building, this building, that is an original building from 1911 that dedicated for the maintenance of the train, that the architecture was not so beautiful, but there were uh, this kind of beautiful element, this uh, window, very, very huge window open uh, to the rails. And this is the view of this element Inside, uh, from inside. In a way, for when we visited the site, this was one of the r most beautiful, most special elements that this building uh, had. No? So when we, this, this uh, scheme presents the site, uh, the actual site. So it's a very huge site, no? and with this kind of uh, building inside. Um, we worked for, for a very long time in order to try to transform this building into a new museum. But then we discovered that uh, just thinking in architecture was probably not enough. So we started thinking that our approach was starting from an starting define first an urbanistic strategy and then define the architecture following the urbanistic decision. So we, start, we started thinking that probably what was important was not the architecture in itself, again, but conform a public space able to put together the, the three new museums. No? For example, like in the Uffizi, this is the plane of the Uffizi with this central element is the core of a sequence of different element. So our proposal was very simple, but at the same quite radical. We decided to demolish the majority of this uh, uh, building and preserve some elements, some element. And we put in the center of the project this new plaza, this esplanade that is the link is the element able to link this new quarter uh, with the city, with the plaza in front of the city. So in a way, the city go inside of the site no? and the new uh, museum will be part of the city. In our proposal, the beginning, there were three elements. Then there was a second competition and the architect uh, that won the second competition, Ayers Mateus, they decided they combine the two museums in just one uh, big element at the end of the, of the site. So, and this uh, is the image we presented at the competition. They, again, like in the first project that I, I presented to you, what for us 
was important and it is still important is this empty space that is the element able to link this area with the city and the three museums that you see here are just the frame of the urban. Again, the architecture is modeled model by the urban space. And here, this uh, kind of uh, industrial atmosphere that is present in this part of Lausanne, it's reinterpreted into the, into the, into the architecture. So the museum, it's basically a huge container, a container for art, it's something industrial, it's something it's like a fabric, it's a monolith building uh, made by, entirely made by, by, by brick. No? So we want to no, preserve or try to preserve this kind of uh, atmosphere of this, of this space. And again, it's a super site, it's a super specific building, something able to establish this relationship with the context, but at the same, it's an autonomy, a pure and archetypical element. And so after, the, the, after when we decided to organize the, the, the new master plan in this way, then thinking about the museum was very easy. The museum is just one inhabited wall. No? It's a very long element able to divide the world of the railways with the new plaza that it's open on the other part. But what was very important, it's, uh, okay, we decide to demolish a part of the building in order to create this kind of uh, link with the city. But for us, it was important to try to, to preserve some kind of memory of this, uh, of this area. So we decide to preserve a small element, a very small element, but with a strong significance, that it is the central element of the old building. And in the new museum, this small element will be the, the main important compositive element of the building. The project creates this classical relationship between uh, back and, and the, the figure and the, and the background. The museum is something very neutral, very pure, no? where the pre-existing building became the main uh, compositive uh, element. From the other side, the museum is uh, very porous, very open, especially on the ground floor, in order to create activity for this uh, um, and this new new plaza behind this vertical element, there are a lot of uh, openings. So the ground floor is basically an extension of the public plaza into the museum. No, all the uh, foyer, cafe, auditorium, etc., are placed in this ground floor. No, and it's a very continuous space, conformed by a sequence of of core. and this historical element, the pre-existing the pre element, is not just a small anecdote that we put in the facade, but is the most important element because the new foyer is inserted exactly on this 
this element. So the original window of the original building is now transformed in a, com in a new compositive element for the new foyer that is this very vertical and very pure uh, space with uh, natural light in, on, the, on the roof. These are the spacing to go up. And then the building, it's again very, very pragmatic. From one side, there are spaces for temporary exhibition. From the other side, spaces for uh, permanent uh, uh, collection. And again, this plan show our interest in order to create very synthetic, very condensed uh, architecture. This is a very huge museum, it's more about 10,000 uh, square feet, and we solve all the program, just we organize seven cores, six, seven core, eight core, no? that, con that organize the program, but also the main uh, interior, interior spaces. This is an image of the second floor that has natural light coming from uh, from the ceiling and this is an image of the on site where we can start to see the volume of the building no but also we start to see to discover that this plaza that was completely uh, unknown also from the citizen of, of from uh, from Lausanne so it start to be really a new central uh, core for the city of of uh, Lausanne. So this image show the porosity of the facade into the uh, in the new uh, plaza. Uh, so I think that I have to stop here. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. For more information about the Royal Academy, please visit www.royalacademy.org.uk.